start that way. You had to watch how this team was evolving and how he ran that team. What is your initial reaction to the new head coach of the Falcons? I like it. You know, you look around the other hires, Brian Callahan. Callahan! Dave Canales. You know, Gerard Mayo, Antonio Pierce. The the one name that I really wanted was Jim Harbaugh. I think that would have been a grand slam hire, and I think you were really fighting an uphill battle with that Los Angeles Chargers job being open as well and the ties that he had, especially with them having Justin Herbert out there at the quarterback position. Raheem Morris gives Falcons fans and the Falcons organization hope for the future. Bill Belichick would have given Falcons fans and the Falcons organization uh, the comfort of knowing we're going all in for the next three years. We're going to see what happens. Probably would have come with Kirk Cousins uh, or, or you make a play for Justin Fields. But in the same sense that Raheem Morris brings some excitement, some youthful exuberance, great young assistant coaches, they've got to get the quarterback position right. And here's what I would say. I, I think 100% you've got to get a quarterback that has some experience. You, you have to. Because with a, with a young head coach, relatively young, a young offensive coordinator and Zach Robinson coming in. If I'm Zach Robinson, I'm saying, I want a quarterback who knows what to do in third down. I want a quarterback who's been in the fire in the postseason, who knows what to do on the road in tough stadiums. Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson, Justin Fields-ish. Bring him in. Let's get to work. So people were asking me, why is there so much hate for Raheem Morris? Or, or they saw my video, and I was like, I'm fired up for Raheem. I'll give it an 8 out of 10. Someone's like, dude, you're just playing the, uh, you know. You, company you, car. Yeah, I always see line. that because, what, we're the Falcons flagship? Yeah, I mean. I'm like, dude, I have no ties to the Falcons. Right. I mean, I, I said, listen, it's open season on the Falcons. So if you think Bill Belichick would not have gotten a ton of heat, you already saw that before it happened. Do you think Brian Callahan or uh, what is it, Aaron Glenn, or like... It, it's Bobby just, Slowick? Yeah, I mean, like, it, <laughs> this is what I would tell my friends over there. Just take a deep breath. You've had six losing seasons. You had Arthur Smith, you know, implode with this team. Nobody is going to start throwing any bouquets. It doesn't matter who you hire. Vince Lombardi could come down from heaven, and you're still not going to get Falcon fans. As long as you go get a quarterback, and you have Raheem Morris' uh, infectious personality and his reputation will be fine. But there was not a hire last week that was going to get bouquets thrown at him. It just was going to happen. Like, you just have to realize, it's bashing season on the Falcons based on six straight losing seasons and six straight years out of the playoffs, and people are mocking his record here in Atlanta. Like, whatever, dude. He took over an 0-5 team. Otherwise, he was a head coach 12 years ago. Like, Bill Belichick was also a coach that failed in, in Cleveland, and he went on to win six Super Bowls, right? And developed Tom Brady. Here's what you have to understand. He developed Tom Brady, and he drafted championship defenses. It was not all about Tom Brady. Ask Brady. He said Bill Belichick was the perfect coach who developed me. So my, my point is, don't talk about one run. You know, Pete Carroll, uh, I don't know, he failed in New England 25 years ago, and then he's winning Yeah, Raheem was the interim coach during the COVID season. Like, you couldn't even go in the building. Do you remember how weird that they were was? were 0-5, and it was Dan Quinn's staff. Like, what are you talking about? That has nothing to do with anything. I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, I mean, that's just nonsense. All right. That's way overblown. Dan Campbell, yesterday, and the Lions. I'm not, listen, I am not shocked they blew the lead. 49ers are a powerhouse. Just look at Debo Samuel and George Kittles and Brock Purdy. And, oh, yeah, the best player in the National Football League in um, Christian, McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. Do you so, know the last time 
in the playoffs, a team blew a 17-point lead at halftime <clears throat> and then lost the game by three-plus? Uh, Yeah, probably. Was that a Super Bowl? Yeah, I think okay. you could guess which one that was. So people are blaming Dan Campbell, and people are saying that Dan Campbell, I heard some idiot uh, on ESPN saying he choked. Kyle Shanahan stayed poised, and Dan Campbell got panicky. Like, what are you talking about, a panicky? That's what he does. I'm not telling you I like that he goes for it on fourth down, but that's all he does. That's what he does. I, I ripped the hell out of him like six weeks ago during the Dallas game. Was it the Dallas game? Yeah. He's still going Saturday for it. night. On the eight-yard line, a two-point two point conversion. Like, Three times. You don't go for two-point conversions from the eight. That's just dumb. And I would have said the first time to kick the field goal when they were up 24-10 to go Take up it by to three 17, scores. Correct. I get at the end of the game, even though it's a chip shot, tie the game up, you're still giving – on offense, you can't stop the ball. But they had three timeouts. Like that's the situational football where you look at things and Just go, "Tie it up." I get it. Tie it up. You have yeah. three no, timeouts. I mean, listen, he deserves the heat. I know. You, you, you know, you win with the uh, you win and die by your moxie. Um, here's Dan Campbell talking about the fourth down and um, and essentially why'd you do it, kid? I just felt really good about us converting and uh, getting our momentum and and not letting them play long ball. You know, they were bleeding the clock out. That's what they do. And I wanted to get the upper hand back. It's easy hindsight, and I get it, you know. I get that. But I don't regret those decisions, and that's hard. I think it's it's fine. I mean, he's got an explanation. You're not going to like it. I'm sure Detroit Radio. I'd love to maybe maybe talk to somebody from Detroit Sports Talk Radio next couple of days or some of these cities at uh, Kansas City or – Obviously, San Francisco, but I'm sure Detroit Sports Talk Radio, they're in pain today. Pain. We know. Yeah. Incredible pain today. Here he is, I think, as, as honest on an, an assessment of postseason football as there is, as he explains uh, to his locker room. It's a lesson learned. And look, I told those guys, this may have been all only shot. Do I think that? No. Do I believe that? No. However, I, I know how hard it is to get here. I'm well aware, and it'll be, it's going to be twice as hard to get back to this point next year than it was this year. He's 100% right. I mean, that's just so tough. It's so hard to get so just why to the, the NFC so why championship did the Chiefs, game. why did the Chiefs been to six in a row? Because of Patrick Mahomes. There's, there's six straight. Six. Because of Patrick Mahomes. Right. I mean, Christopher Russo, Mad Dog Russo on his show last week said, I- I'm ready to say it. He, he is one of the greatest he him quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, like He called him better than Brady, which is just silly. But right you now. hear that but no, you but hear that like, pain in Dan Campbell's voice as a former player. He's like, it is so yeah, hard mean, to get here. The whole process. And then the other way. <sighs> Think about the Falcons. It's so no, hard. We, no, we get a moment every 10 or 12 years. But think about the Falcons with the Super Bowl. It was in your grasp. Have they even sniffed? The NFC Championship game since then. No. Well, they won a playoff game the following year. Yeah, and you go to the divisional round. I know. Yeah, so. um, It's hard. And I think one of the truest cliches in all of football, from high school football to college football to the NFL, is after that last game, and I guarantee you Dan Campbell said it in the locker room last night. Take a look around. Because this team will never be together again. Okay, but they're but they're young core. I understand. I mean, they're all. I'm just back. telling you, man. Gap, I'm just telling you. Jared you're going to lose some locker room guys. Okay. You're going to lose some glue guys who keep that team together. Yeah. I mean, when Ish hit the fan, is, is Jameer, and you lean on people. Is Jameer Gibbs going anywhere? No. Okay. Is there tight end going anywhere? Laporta to the Hall of Fame, maybe. Is there is there top wideout going anywhere? 
Amon Ross St. Brown. What yeah. are you trying to get at? Uh, they're in really good shape. Okay. Is Aiden Hutchinson going anywhere? I don't think so. Okay, so like they're He's going to Cabo this week. That's where he's going. Their, their nucleus is sound. By the way, you spend a week listening to the experts, the prognosticators, the geniuses. I love the 49ers. I love a minus seven. This is the best team in football. It ends for Detroit in San Francisco. Buy low, sell high. You hear the Lions pickers saying Jared Goff's more trusted than Brock Purdy. Jared Goff is going on a run. I love the points. I love the money line. Everybody's got their deal. Your head can explode. You play 59 minutes and essentially 50 seconds, and you're, you're on the one-yard line on fourth down. The spread was seven. The score was 34-24. You're down by 10. Somehow the 49ers, who were down by 17, are now up by 10. They scored 27 straight. They're Insane. They're about to cover the number. Do you know how much money was about to change hands all over the world when that fourth and two from the two-yard line? It's like, I got Detroit plus seven. If they score, I got a cover. I got the 49ers uh, minus seven. I'm up 10. If they stop them, I win. Everybody at every sports book, the entire thing comes down to one play, and Detroit gets the backdoor cover. And by the way, thank you. Thank you very much. You'll always have a place in my heart, <laughs> Jamison Williams. Can thank, I say one thing? You. I mean, that was not an easy catch. Can the state of Georgia get in on some of this it's, sweet, sweet action? You, you saw last week, right? Yeah. Are it's, you buying it, that, though? Oh, yeah, yeah, this is happening. You think so? Yeah, because both sides of the aisle. Like, why, like when I'm at Taco Mac last night, yeah. why can't there be a kiosk by right. the bar where the golden tea is well, where I could just go slip $50 right. in and say, you know what, I love the Chiefs money line. Well, how about just— Give me a little piece of paper, a little ticket. Right. I want some how, of that action. How, how about just getting on your phone and being able to do it? Of course. Right? And the state of Georgia wins. The state of Georgia wins. Imagine what the reaction was if you had bet— the 49ers after that play happens. You lost, and I thought you said you had it together. You were solid. I am solid. I was solid at the game that I'm solid. Yeah, no, you're not solid if you had the 49ers because you lost on that. Lions cover, game goes over. Chiefs cover, game goes under. The Super Bowl already has Patrick Mahomes, who's had 11 playoff, 11 games as an underdog. He's had 11 games as an underdog his career. If you bet on him as an underdog, you've lost once in 11 games. Guess who's the underdog of the Super Bowl? Patrick Mahomes, once again. Have you seen the Taylor Swift conundrum about her travels? She has a show yeah, in Tokyo, so but worried. supposedly she can get back around I'm, 24 hours prior to kick. I'm so worried for and that And she couple. ain't flying Delta. I'm so worried for no that No disrespect to our beloved hometown airline. Did you see? She ain't flying Delta. Could you ask Jackie about the haircut, though? Like, did you see her on the field? What was happening there? Yeah, it looked a little ratty. Yeah, I mean, like, do we have a hair a, a hairstylist can tell me what was happening yeah, there? Yeah, well, it was like damp curls. Yeah, it's seen, I never seen her go with a curl. You know, I don't, just, it wasn't working for me. So, I'm, I'm just saying. Be careful now. No, I know. You I don't might want... upset Rusty's daughter. Yeah. You don't want the Swifties coming after you on By Twitter. By the way, Rusty Manziel put something on social. His daughter, the cutest little thing, like, she's like, I don't know, eight, nine years old, all dressed up in Chief's garb. Rudy, with painted her face as she painted 78, supposed to be 87. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I'm rooting for my boyfriend, uh, Travis Kelsey. Well, you win. She's going to the Super Bowl. When we come back, a bunch of stuff to get to. Um, I spent the weekend at the newest, baddest hotel in the Southeast. They only have a thousand rooms over there, Drew. I spent the weekend there. 
dance competition. I can only say, you want to talk about two words from hell? Not watching my daughter. That part is great. Dealing with with dance moms. Dance moms. Stakey took a trip to the dance moms world. I'll tell you about it. And things I learned coming back on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This is Boomer Esiason with the Share some insight for daddies because I got a bunch more of those coming up. But um, very different when you travel for travel volleyball. I've done travel softball. I've done uh, now my 12-year-old. This is different, man. These dance mommies are different. I'll update that for you coming up. Do want to hear from you. 404-726-0929. Real simple. Raheem Morris. Real simple. Raheem Morris. Rise up, Raheem. Can you get a five-year run? A seven-year run, an eight-year run. You know what that would mean? Playoff games, relevancy, division titles, NFC title games. Mike Smith was here. All those things happened. Dan Quinn was here for a while, went to a Super Bowl, went to the playoffs. That's what happens if you have a longer tenure. It's a very simple business. If you're not going to the playoffs consistently, if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a job. I just saw a tweet from Ari Marav. He's an NFL insider, and he, and he posted a video of Jed York, the owner of the San Francisco 49ers. He was under immense heat in 2017. Niners had shuffled through three head coaches. People were saying, sell the team. Jed York goes to the media and says, um, I own this football team. You don't dismiss owners. We're trying to fix it. Right. Hires Kyle Shanahan. Now they're pure class of the NFC. And uh, John Lynch. Yeah. That combination. You know, the post-game Falcons disaster, the 28-3 epic darkest night in Atlanta sports. Kyle Shanahan was there. I know buddies who were there uh, at the party. And I'm not going to tell you that he wasn't upset and somewhat inconsolable. Actually, he wasn't inconsolable, so other people might have He just signed a six-year deal. Yeah, he was headed to San Francisco. Yes. And there was a smugness about him, and that's who Kyle Shanahan is. Remember Kyle Shanahan's the guy – that when we got all over him about not using Roddy White, he opened a game without a doubt to stick it to the fans and the media and ran three straight Matt Ryan or Roddy White plays, three in a row, first down, second down, third down. As Sandra Golden said, I love a good petty party. He's got that in him 100%. And he wasn't taking the blame for not running the football when they had that game one after the Julio catch. He was on a plane headed to San Francisco knowing he was about to be an incredibly wealthy man and he knew that, you know, he was in a great position to build his NFL head coaching career. You know, it's it's fascinating because Raheem Morris was on this staff. I've said it time and again, but the coaching staff when I was at the Senior Bowl in 2012 was the Washington Redskins. So Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator. Sean McVay was the tight ends coach. Mike McDaniels was the wide receiver coach. Raheem Morris was on the defensive side of the ball. Bobby Slowick was on wow. that staff. Incredible. Yeah, Falcon. All these guys are now head coaches. Wasn't Mike McDaniel here also? Yes, he yeah. was. So we had, we had Matt LaFleur. We had Mike McDaniel. We had Kyle Shanahan. That was under Dan Quinn, yep. right? And they're all out of the building now. You yeah. had all those guys. You know, but again, the, Their that, name's back in the building. Yes, that opportunity didn't present itself. And all these guys have really flourished elsewhere. So I, I think what I'm trying to say is that Jed York in 2017 saying, I own the team, I'm trying to fix it. He signs John Lynch and Shanahan to six-year deals, and here they are. Listen, I told Arthur Blank when we had, you know, opportunities to be alone together, you know, around radio or, you know, maybe in a break. And it's like the trajectory of your ownership is what sports is about. 
It's not Bob Kraft getting Brady and getting 24 yeah. years. I mean, that's – It's called the outlier. You, you had the Michael Vick factor right away. You were the hottest thing in football. Then you were a disaster. You had your quarterback go to federal prison. You had Bobby Petrino stick it right to you. Then the next phase of your career, you got Matt Ryan for a decade of playoffs mm-hmm. and big games and winning seasons and Mike Smith and star players, Julio Jones and Roddy White and Michael Turner. And, all, and that was a great run. And now you're on the other end of it because he's gone and now you're in six straight losing seasons. That's for most owners what it is. I do think, too, like Mike Vrabel. Yeah, that would have been okay, but I don't think he ever really yeah. had a good shot that with them having that Arthur Smith just leave the building. Yeah, like I, 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 I think that's like Arthur Smith. It felt Tennessee Titan-esque. Yes. Going back to a yeah, guy that grinded it out with Derrick Henry in Tennessee. Have you heard about the new Steelers superfan in town? I have not. Arthur Smith reportedly interviewed in person yesterday for the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive coordinator job. Uh, Mark Zeno was seen at Dick's Sporting Goods buying all Pittsburgh terrible Steelers. Towels. Yeah, terrible towels, jerseys, yeah. hats. I think he actually got a Steelers tattoo. No, I, I think Mike, Mark Zeno is doing a deal. I think it's with uh, JetBlue because Delta said we're not gonna we're not gonna let that happen with us. Just to make sure he can be at every home game to applaud Arthur Smith's play calling in Pittsburgh. Yeah, he's gonna he be was. a guest columnist for the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Yeah, no, I mean Zeno's excited to be a Steelers fan all these years. Uh, Let's do things I learned. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. It's Monday, and it's time for Things I've Learned. A look back at the weekend on The Steakhouse. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. You know how you get on those planes and you have those cute little puppies uh, in like a suitcase or carry-on? Arthur Smith reportedly, and again, (laughs) no, no, reportedly was on a plane to Pittsburgh Mark Zeno was in his little <laughs> his little carry-on, and he's just sticking his head out, just saying, Does he yap? Best coach! Best coach! Not his fault! Not his fault! Yeah, that's Mark Zeno. He's just sticking his head out. There he is. Oh. Sitting first class. Hey, um, here's some of the things I learned over the weekend. First of all, the new hotel signia right next to the uh, World Congress Center. Almost 1,000 rooms. Get ready. World Cup, Super Bowls, Final Four, national titles, massive conventions. That place is going to rock. Now, again, it's a brand-new hotel. Looks spectacular. Uh, I was there for a dance convention over the weekend. They got, most importantly, four or five bars. Some of this t- Like, dad's at these things. So, you know, like, we're, we're dance 207. We're dance two, 221. Dance 230. And everything in between there is called martinis, right? <laughs> everything in between. While the dance mommies are getting their kids in their uniforms, a lot of costumes. Glitter. Girl, uh, Hairspray. She needs some oranges. Oranges. Gotta get them oranges. Bananas. Bananas. Potassium. Get them. Are we feeding them? Are we feeding them? Hydrate. Hydrate. I was like, <laughs> it's a two-minute dance. These mommies are losing their mind, right? Yeah. So um, Nola's a tremendous dancer. We're very proud of her. She was awesome. She crushed it. But I was just watching all the uh, intricacies of these dance conventions. And these poor girls and the mommies. I mean... My God, like she'll survive without cucumbers. I will say this, the amount of DoorDash, because they can't really handle all the people. I've never seen more Papa John's, Mellow Mushroom, and Chick-fil-A bags in my life. Really? They're just all over the convention floor, every corner of the hotel. They're shoving pizzas down these girls' throat. Chick-fil-A bags are coming in in droves, right? Because we got to feed them. 
We got how long we have to be dancers? Feed them, feed them. Like Chick Fil A, who's got Chick Fil A? Like they're like these. They're convinced that these girls aren't you know eating throughout the day. A lot of good business for the pizza folks downtown. And by the way, Signia Hotel, a beautiful spot. Peter Schrager, former intern at uh, Mayhem in the AM many years ago, also a star on the NFL Network. Emory University. Emory University. The last four until this year's Super Bowls, he's predicted the winner and the two people to play in the Super Bowl. In August. In August. I remember watching it this year. Is this a cut of today or this is what is this day day? Yeah, this is the cut of him predicting for this year. Okay, so this is him this year. Six, late in the fourth quarter, the Kansas City Chiefs will yet again <laughs> be your Super Bowl champion, folks. Okay, so he did a whole bit. Posted it on September 7th, 2023. He said, for the last four years, I've correctly picked the Super Bowl champion before the season started. He picked the Chiefs. He picked the Bucks. He picked the Rams. He picked the Chiefs last year. So he picked and he picked he, the matchup: Chiefs against Niners. He has the Chiefs winning. That was from September seventh of this year. In the history of television, picking games, there's nobody that's ever had a stretch like this. He's picked every Super Bowl competitor before the season starts and the winner. Think about this: he picked correctly the Bucks and the Rams. Never in Super Bowl history. Had a team won the Super Bowl in their home stadium, yeah, he, said he picked Brady. the Bucks to do it, yeah. and then the Rams did it the With year Stafford. after. Yes. And it's not like they were the favorites, either one of them. And he had who they were going to play, right? Yes. And he got it again right this year. That's He's insane. Chiefs over the Niners. That's five years in a row if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, right? Good morning football is just a spectacular yeah, they show do a great as well. Job. Uh, by the way, uh, Justin Timberlake makes his return after being trolled by the Britney Spears folks all week on SNL. Um Two songs dropped. This was pretty good. This was. Do you see this? Yeah. SNL was great this past weekend. Dakota Johnson did an awesome job. She is. The Barry Gibb talk show is back with Fallon how, and Justin how good Timberlake. Did, did Dakota Johnson look? Strong to yeah. quite strong. Strong to quite strong. Yeah. And Timberlake, uh, this is his new single. He's coming to Atlanta first week in June, State Farm Arena. Although the Britney trolls are killing him online. They intentionally started uh, downloading her, one of her songs called... Selfish, which is the same title as one of his current singles. Yeah, and they got to number one on iTunes. Which, and its release date was t- 2011. That's funny. All right, Sanctify. We'll come back, play Three Strikes, talk more Falcons. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. 10.43, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. This is the Steakhouse, the number one sports talk radio station in the Southeast, the incredibly dominant sports station in Atlanta with the best lineup. Uh, the NFL yesterday, we get all the NFL playoff games. We get the Super Bowl. We get the Hawks. We get the Falcons. We get everything here. 100,000 watts, monster signal. It's a, it's a lot of wonderful things like our big game of the night. Um, Milwaukee and Denver, right? Doc Rivers trying to put his mark on the Bucks. Comes back to Coach Giannis and company. They tossed out Adrian Griffin. I mean... We were talking earlier about Raheem Morris signing a five-year deal. I'm sure Adrian Griffin had a three-year deal. Don't yeah. matter, right? No, it doesn't matter at all. If your superstar don't want you, and that's what happened, uh, they're taking on Denver, uh, who uh, played the Sixers the other night. Unfortunately, Embiid didn't play. We need to mention, by the way, that's our big game of the night, brought to you by John Foy and Associates. Also, 10 o'clock hour, brought to you by Man Cave Store. Visit the mancavestore.com. I mean... 
It's been a hard time for Tony Wrestler watching this team this year be at the bottom of the NBA standings. And I promise you, it did not get any better watching Luka Doncic roll into the ATL with the fourth most points in NBA history. I was scrolling the channels Friday night, and I was like, I want to see what the Hawks score is. Um, he had 51 points at the end of the third quarter. I was like, uh, what's going on? He had 20, and, he had 20 in the fourth? Is that right? He, he had be more than that. He had a ton of points. Dude. And, and I said to myself, oh, let's stick around and watch this. For about 15 minutes, he didn't miss a shot. I was like, what is going on? He couldn't miss. Listen, if you listen to this show, you know that uh, Trey Young, I am all in. And whatever I thought last year about his attitude and everything else, listen, he's the least problem we have. He is a franchise player. His skill set is amazing. But if you don't think that that trade haunts us, Luka's a big man. That's a big difference also. You got Cam Reddish back, who is a complete Skrabinski. I told you Cam Reddish was a bum, and he is. I don't know. I think he's with the Lakers now, his fourth team or something like that. So it's a trade for Luka. We didn't win that trade. Luka had 65 points with 10 minutes left in the game. He was unconscious and was probably most unfortunate and very frustrating to Tony Wrestler is that it was a Friday night at State Farm Arena. It was a huge matchup. Two Chains was there. Boosie was there. I saw Billy Andre was courtside. And the Hawks weren't the star. It was all Luka no, Doncic. I know, dude. It's, it's they were there to see Luka. Listen, I will give kudos. They did win last night at the buzzer against the Raptors. Not, you know, if a game falls in the forest or otherwise known between the AFC and NFC t- title games, does anybody know it was there? No. But it was there. And we won at the buzzer. So good win. Uh, DeJounte how, did not play. How sick is the Super Bowl going to be in Las Vegas? I, I mean, beyond. Let me just give me my three strikes. Okay. Who should the Falcons quarterback next year be? Please don't say Pat Mahomes because that's not an opportunity. <laughs> Who should the Falcons quarterback be next year? The last job you interviewed for, the last job you interviewed for, talking about Bill Belichick and company, and how do you enjoy Vegas, scale of 1 to 10? I believe that there are two kinds of people in the world, right? Those who swallow up Vegas yes. with every milk and cranny, the blackjack table, the fine dining, the uh, shenanigans, the day parties, the nightclubs, just the total debauchery. And then there are those who say simply, not for me, not for me. So how do you scale, how do you How do you grade Vegas 1 to 10? What's your grade on Vegas? In 11. In 11. We go to 11. Day Day, you been to Vegas? Love Vegas, but I'll be honest with you, since I'm not a big gambler, about two and a half days I can bounce. That you didn't give me a number, dude. Uh, ten. Oh, wait. okay, ten. By this the way, one only. This one goes to ten. Why is this one eleven? Because it goes to eleven. Garrett, what was your number? Oh, it's a, it's like a fifteen. I, I'm I'm blackjack's my game, and I, I love just chilling in a sports book. Uh, and then you go over to the blackjack tables. Fantastic. It's awesome. Best place in the world. And it's, and there's something for everybody. Yeah, there is. Most of their revenue now is not gambling. It's the shows, the clubs, the restaurants, the culinary, and those friggin'. I'm out of the club game, though. That was fun. How about day club, like a, a cabana, that kind of thing? 
I'm out of I'm out of the club scene okay. now. I'm old. I'm Jackie doesn't up. Jackie doesn't let you get a cabana. <laughs> uh, who should the Falcons quarterback be next year? The last job you interviewed for, and how do you enjoy Vegas scale of one to ten? I interviewed for this job, Rick Caffey, and Mike Conti, essentially. Now maybe we thought we had a deal, maybe, but had to go through the process. Came to my uh, offices, clandestine, the old Atlanta Eats offices. Mike Conti looked across the table from me, looked me in the eye and said, what can we expect from you, young man? And I said two words, steakhouse. (laughs) He said, that's one word. I said, okay. Actually, we didn't even have the name yet of the show. The name of the show was dubbed because we we named it the old show, which was the front row. Correct. And the other stations, that's our name. You can't take that name. We're going to sue you. Something stupid. How is that even possible? It it wasn't. It was like, Odyssey's like, that's adorable. Okay, how about this? The Steakhouse, right? (laughs) Finally, my name is in the title, as it should have been. So thank you, Larry, Sandra's wife, who came up with it. Why don't you guys just call it the Steakhouse? I said, that's brilliant. (laughs) It's funny how things work. You know, I got a phone call from Sandy that summer. She's like, what are you up to? Would love to kind of reconnect. We have something going on. It used to be on over the other place, but they didn't pay you, correct? (laughs) Did they ever pay you over Yes, there? they did a couple of times. Okay, well, good for you. I ran a hard that, bargain. That's more than Russell. I was like, wait, you want me to wake up at 4 a.m. and come in here for free? Yeah. Not happening, cha-cha. So uh, that's more than Rusty Manziel got over there all those years. So anyway, just saying, not to put our business out there. Anyways, I interviewed for the job. It went well, and now we're all here together. Kumbaya. 404-726-0929. We got two minutes. Are you going to call us and do these questions, or are we going to play patty cake, patty cake? Like, what's going on? It's a Monday, right? Tomorrow, I'm solo. Sandy's off. Uh, putting together an all-star lineup. Otherwise, Garrett and Day-Day, you know, they're kind of an all-star lineup. We'll see tomorrow, right? Garrett's like, throw me the ball. That's all I'm asking for, right? Uh, let's get some calls. So what's your take? I'm very upset. It's time for you to sound off with three strikes. Bring it the f*** on! On the Steakhouse. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 404-726-0929. Wilson, who should the Falcons quarterback next year be? Either uh, Justin Fields or Jaden Daniels. Last job you interviewed for? Uh, bartending position at the Savannah Bananas. Did, did, nice. it, did it happen? Uh, yeah, yes, sir. How do you enjoy do that? do that every summer. How do you enjoy Vegas, scale of 1 to 10? Uh, probably a 10 out of 10. So, so you you moved to Savannah for the summer and bartend? Um, um, I'm in Athens for school, so I go home during the summer. Nice. And Thanks, dude. I like young guys listening. Kobe in Atlanta. Hey, Kobe, who should the Falcons quarterback be next year? Jaden Daniels. Last job you interviewed for? George Carlin. How do you enjoy Vegas, scale of 1 to 10? 10, going to Vegas this summer. Love it. 10. Dino, who should the Falcons quarterback be next year? Hey, my kids with the Collins Hill. I'm with Taylor Heineke. There you go. Last job you interviewed for? Uh, D.C. Public Schools, like 25 years ago. Wow. What do you do now? I work in film. Oh, good for you. And the uh, Vegas grade, scale of 1 to 10. I walk around Vegas during the day and see how miserable it is. It's like a 4 for me. Okay. I see that. Like, my mom, you know how I grew up. My mom was into, like, theater and art. And, like, we, you go to independent, like, Vegas to my family 
was just like, that wasn't their... Not happening? I mean, they did it for me. We had a trip when I was 14. And I, I realized all my vices, even at 14, I could feel them. <laughs> I go, you're going to be in a lot of trouble in 10 years, son. Well, you know, when I lived in Arizona, my buddies like go to Vegas. I could just drive over. How long? Four and a half. So dangerous. Exciting going. L.A. Not exciting right. leaving. Vegas! Vegas! <laughs> Drive back like, why did we do that? Uh, we'll say hi to Andy and Randy. We come back. Uh, 10 o'clock hour brought to you by Man Cave. Visit the mancavestore.com. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Let's go! Every Tuesday night at 10. Jason Longshore gets you caught up with the world of soccer with Atlanta Soccer Tonight. Go! Go! Tune in as Jason gives you insider analysis on the beautiful game. Including headlines from around the world of soccer. Long way out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Brought to you by Moe's Southwest Grill. Welcome to Moe's. And brought to you by your local Ford dealer. Atlanta Soccer Tonight. Every Tuesday night at 10. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hear that? That's the sound of the clock ticking. Valentine's Day is almost here. This year, visit.